Thanks for sharing. And so is a great story. Welcome to the Kiwi Foodcast, the show where we sit down with chefs, food businesses, food writers and more to share the stories behind the food they serve. I'm your host, Persan Patel, and this show is brought to you by Podcasts New Zealand. Let's dig in, everyone. Welcome to the Kiwi Foodcast, everyone. Today on the show, we have Akemi with Akemi's Gyoza. Akemi grew up in Japan, savouring her grandmom's pork dumplings, or gyoza. When she moved to New Zealand, Akemi began serving her authentic Japanese gyoza to kiwis and discovered that they too loved her grandmom's recipe. Today, she sells at markets and food events across Auckland and also does catering. So without further ado, let's begin. Hi Akemi, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for coming on to the show. Yeah, thank you for the invite me. <laughs> so let's start at the very beginning. Can you tell us a bit about your childhood? Like, what was it like growing up in Japan? So I was growing. I was born in Japan, the uh, Osaka. Okay. And, yeah, and then um, shifted. My parents bought the house to shifting into the Kobe, and I mainly okay. growing up in the Kobe. Okay. Yeah, and I was play basketball. And I love it. Mm. Yeah, so uh, I'm looking forward to going to professional, but unfortunately, it's it wasn't that case. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I know, so in India, when I was growing up, uh, the only thing I know about Kobe is there used to be a restaurant in India called Kobe Sizzlers, and we used to go there to have Oh, food. really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure it wasn't Japanese food. It was just like our version of <laughs> what we think is there in Japan. Oh, okay. Well, Kobe, most famous, probably the Kobe beef. Mm, yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. So uh, my parents' house is uh, very close to Kobe beef farm. Okay. Yeah. And then, you know, I just love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, like, do you have any childhood memories around food that you could share with us? Like, did you grow up eating a lot of traditional Japanese food? Does everyone in Japan have sushi? Tell us a little bit uh, about it. So uh, I was I was a very little kid that was uh, growing up in Osaka, which is the, the uh, born until nine years old. I was in Osaka. Okay. And then uh, the Japan is a very common to school kids is uh, together to go to school and they're coming back themselves. Mm. Walk to go and then coming back themselves. So uh, on our way home, you know, the, the old, like normal house that yeah. just on a normal entrance, mm-hmm. it, uh, open it, and the grandmother just cooking called okonomiyaki, which is Japanese, uh, it's like Osaka traditional food okay yeah, i've heard about okonomiyaki. i have had it <laughs> yeah okonomiyaki is a, it's like savory pancake a lot of cabbage and a pork slice and mm. all that okay uh, yeah and it, always you know that when i when i uh finished school the, with the school kids friends to go visit grandma that it's not my grandmother just somebody else's grandmother but always go there and pick up those and eating and go home Oh, that was nice of those grandmoms. They were always giving you food. So that's nice. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, we have to pay. Of course, she was doing oh, the business, okay. <laughs> but but it's like a very cheap, like a, it's like a, she she doing the fun. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, and then, so every day, you know, always say, say hi to grandma. Grandma, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> Can I have as usual? Like, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, that's nice. Um, I have similar memories. We used to have um, a couple of aunties where I used to stay, and um, they used to make what we call cutlets, which is uh, very different to the lamb cutlets you get here, but uh, they're kind of like uh, meatballs, yeah. but flatter, so made yeah. with meat. And so we would always, um, after school, go down to play um, with the other kids around, and there would always be these couple of old aunties selling those, and then, yeah. Yeah, and I didn't have my, any money, so I'd be like, just add it to like my mom's account, and then <laughs> my mom would get this bill at the end of the month, and she'd be like, "What is this?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of understand because I think I believe Asian culture is a very much a street food culture. Yeah, and then so school kids mostly, I think it's very different than Western people. Like we are going to school ourselves and coming back ourselves. Yeah. And then on the way home, the, with the school kids' friends to, you know, go there or, you know, picking fruits from a tree that I don't know whose house is that, but I don't know, sticking out from. The- <laughs> <laughs> oh, if, yeah. if, it's on, if it's on the pavement, it's for everyone, okay? That's my rule. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yay, she's is coming. Okay, pick it up. And then, you know, the, yeah, that's, that's kind of kind of life, you know. So, mm. yeah, it's like a... It's joy on the way home from school is a joy, you know, it's a, mm. being naughty, but it's joy. No, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about your grandmom. Like you told me you learned how to make gyoza from her. So tell us a little bit about her. Yeah. So uh, she was, uh, well, she was um, the, at the, during the World War, she mm-hmm. was, the, my grandparents was living in uh, China. Which is the, okay. my my mom? She's born in China as well. Okay. Yeah. So uh, and then she after World War finished and she come back to Japan and then she got sick. I I wasn't born yet that moment, mm-hmm. but she going to blind. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, but uh, she's doing really well and she's still you know the uh, the doing uh, as much as she can. She does. I my memory of her is. When I, you know, the, the, Japan has got the summer festival. Mm-hmm. And then she giving us the, the, all the three kids. I have a brother and sister. So uh, three kids giving us the a little coin money for the, uh, I can, we can go to enjoy the festival. Oh, okay. And then she touched the face to yeah. understand who they are. Oh, that's yeah. So cool. yeah. Yeah. And then so touch the coin and then she can touch, feel, and then understand what the coins are. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then yeah. so uh, she giving us the, here you go, here you go, here you go for you, for you. And yeah. So because uh, she, she was passed away, I was already nine years old. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but, um, so do, have you ever helped make make gyoza with her? Like yeah. how did you learn from her? Yeah, cause, uh, because of the, I was touched with the grandparents so strong. Always mm-hmm. spend time with the grandparents, especially grandmom. And yeah. when I visiting, always asking grandmother to, Grandma, tonight at dinner, can, can you make make me the dumpling? Ah. <laughs> yeah. And then, so she said, yeah, as long as you help me. Mm. Yeah. So I was since like starting, I can do something for her. It's like, I, I, as far as I remember, five, four, five years old. Okay. I started like grandma asking me the, uh, oh, could you pass me the soy sauce? Could you pass mm. me the, this one, this one? So I just, uh, here you go, grandma. Uh, that's how I learned what was she using ingredients. 
Right. Yeah. So, uh, um, and then she showed me the how to forming dumpling by hand. Right. Yeah. She was brilliant. I was so jealous. I, I really remember I was just a little kid, but grandmother forming with, because she's blind, but still forming beautiful and fast. Wow, that's uh, amazing. Yeah, and uh, I was so jealous. And, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Grandma, why? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, oh, uh, that's nice. Yeah, that was a good good memory. Yeah. So um, what are some of the traditional, like, gyoza flavors that are traditionally available in Japan or the ones that grandma used to make for you? Like, what is it typically made of? So uh, originally, the Japan, which is very common, is a, which is the pork and garlic chive. Yeah. It's like a basic flavor is what I'm making from the, the how I learned from grandmother. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, so normally it's just pork and chive, that the ones that you yeah. get in Japan? or and, uh, okay. Well, that is a very, very much common. But, okay. Um, of course, yeah, some restaurants are, or, you know, that those are the trying to do something different mm. to make and create something different flavor on flavor as well. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So tell me, is gyoza different to like the other dumplings that you get in a Chinese restaurant? Yes, basically, um, gyoza is, Japanese call dumpling for gyoza, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, but uh, um, big difference between Chinese dumpling and Japanese dumpling is uh, uh, what we use in spice, which is a flavor. Okay. Yeah, spice flavor is very different. Also, the, the skin, the thickness of skin. Yeah. Chinese seems to thicker than Japanese uh, pastry. Okay. Yeah, Japanese okay. is thinner. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, do does it like I've had pork and chive gyoza, and sometimes they would be pan fried, and sometimes they're steamed. So is that like a Japanese versus Chinese thing, or is that just like people prefer it different ways? Um, a dumpling, basically the dumpling you can do, you know, the whatever, but. Traditionally, Japanese, as far as I know, which is that I'm almost 50 years old, since I'm grown up with, is a pan fried. Okay. Yeah. 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 And I think that's what makes it different because if you have like a shumai or something, then that's actually steamed. Yes. So like I like the pan fried ones because they're like, you know, that's got like the crispy skin as well, which I, I really like. Yeah, me too. I like that way. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> do you have like any formal training as a cook, or like did you just learn to make gyoza from your grandmom? So I'm I'm not never never formed to being a chef. Never. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so okay. yeah, in Japan, um, starting from the, the grandmother teach me the, mm. the, how to use a knife. Um, you know how seeing the grandmother what she do. I yeah. learn from the start from there. And then somehow I always love the cooking and I love eating as well. Mm. And then my father also, he's he likes cooking. And then weekend, his day off, he spent time for the cooking so much. And so, uh, you know, I was being with the father to cooking and stuff. So, yeah, that's how I learned cooking, basic cooking. Okay. Yeah. So when did you come to New Zealand? That was, I came to New Zealand in 2009. 
2009. Okay. Yeah. And like, what were you doing when you first came? Like, how did you get to starting your business? Like, what gave you the idea? So in the first place, I came to New Zealand and I started working um the restaurant, the commercial kitchen, the okay. as a kitchen hand. Okay. Yeah, and then start from there to be somehow become a two chef. <laughs> <laughs> somehow, somehow. <laughs> you, you yeah. must have done a lot of you must have done a lot of cooking in the middle. <laughs> yeah, and then so uh, I was saving the uh, because of the one other uh, I was start working uh, very fast time working was at the Matakana, the one of the Beni- winery Benia restaurant. Okay, and then mm. that time head the chef asking me to. Uh, make some gyoza for the uh, that they had a wedding booking. Okay, that was a start to making uh, my grandmother's dumpling. Okay, yeah, and then so she asking me to could you making for the uh, dumpling all the time for the menu? We are we okay. gonna put on the menu? And oh, really? <laughs> so <laughs> that was a start, and then started think about myself that you know. I want to do something in New Zealand, not just a worker. Yeah. I want to do something. Mm. And then so uh, looking around and what I, what I can do, what I go, what I love about it. And so uh, ending up the, the, I got the idea of the dumpling business. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Take me about five to six years to be available to starting, which is that I was starting 2016. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it takes time to get that experience and learn because there's so many other parts about a business, right? Like cooking yeah. is one part of it. Yeah. But mm. also the the English is the biggest of things for me as well. Yeah. And so uh, also the, the I do I have to save up money for the investment for the business to start as well. Yeah. 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 So, uh, you know, and take, take some time to be available to start. So, yeah. Of course. So tell me a little bit about the early days. Like you said, you started selling in 2016. So yep. how was it like? Where did you start? Like, which mar- Did you go directly at the markets? Tell me, how did you end up starting? Yeah, beginning, I was just, and still I was working as a chef and then I talked to boss to be, a, you know, drop the at just in a part of time. And I was starting at the Matakana old market, not the new farmer's market. Okay. The, yeah, um, and so just done testing and then starting, but it uh, seems to people love it. And then I love it, you know, when I go to any direct talk with the customer to save him what, what I eat into grown up, the products. And then, oh, wow, that's, that's, that, that's what I like to do. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's a little bit tricky to do, but uh, starting from the, at the market and then, I decided to full starting business myself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, like in those initial days, did you used to sell a lot of dumplings? Like in 2016, I guess, did people know a lot about Japanese food in New Zealand? Like, I feel like it's only very recently that people have become very, you know, like open to Asian food and yeah. they know what Asian food is like. So, yeah. 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 So uh, yeah, beginning of course people don't understand well, what is a gyoza like. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then so which is that's why the, I try and explain in Japanese dumpling, Japanese authentic Japanese dumpling. So um yeah, people didn't know about even 
don't know about sauce that are what I use that are very common sauce for the Japanese mm. ponzu yeah. sauce. Yeah. So uh, and people seems to don't understand at the beginning. And um, but now I have a regular market that are already four years going to market. Those people that are, everybody know know me and then just know. <laughs> so yeah, getting yeah. understand about differences. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, that's what I, what I love about markets is that you get the chance to like talk to your customers. You know, yeah. you're not just like hiding in the kitchen, cooking the food yeah. all the time. Yeah. You actually get that feedback because so much yeah. of food is like, you know, you're putting yourself on the plate. So you yeah. want people to like really like your food and you're able to get that feedback at the market, which exactly. you can't get if you're like um, in a restaurant or something perhaps. Yeah, so uh, exactly, exactly that. So, you know, the, the direct talking with the customer and then, you know, the, the, now that a regular market, when I go, you know, I can, you know, every week, every week, you know, see the same face. Yeah. That's the really best part about it. Yeah. Oh. Uh, you know, it's like becoming a friend. Like, you know, how are yeah. you? And, you know, they're so happy to see them. So, yeah, it is great. Oh, that's nice. And yeah. um, is it just you who makes all the dumplings? Or, like, do you have a team, a support crew? How how do you manage? So, basically, the, the, I have a, one employee. Okay. So, uh, um, which is that creating dumpling is uh, two people in the mm-hmm. kitchen. Yeah, and then so yeah, go to market, which is at the, um, the uh, how can I say that he's a he's a um, employee, but at the same time he's he's my partner. Oh, okay. So yeah. Uh, and then yeah, yeah, and then so just you know the two of us, and then just go make some, and then go to market. Once get big festival, mm. I talk to friends to ask help. Oh, okay. Good yeah. old friends and family, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm. And you can always yeah. pay people in food. That's the good thing about being in the food business. Exactly. <laughs> and it, it's a, the, being a good, good food business about is uh, getting to know each other, the food vendor, that are other yeah. food vendor, know each other, that are, you know, we can swap. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, my favorite thing when I used to do markets in India was like go to an event and then figure out who else is there. Like what am I eating yeah. today? Like I was more excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> that that same to me. It's like oh tonight the dinner. What can I eat? <laughs> yeah, that's best about about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was seeing on your Facebook page that you do like a lot of markets. Yeah. So how many how many markets do you do like in a week or a month? So regular to be, a, I do have every week two market is every week all around the year. The Saturday okay. is a manga fai market, manga fai mm-hmm. turban market, and the Sunday is a Caribbean farmers market. Yeah, that and is that's a, where I've seen you and I had your food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that's that's the my regular, which is every week that find me there. But okay. other than that, I I do. It's like you know the the once a month cost bill. Okay, yeah, Coatesville, yeah. Yeah, and then also the, the general collective, something like that. Um, overall, extra, without regular, extra probably two to three. Okay, okay. Market or catering. Mm, that's yeah. nice. And um, so like at a normal stall, how many dumplings would you make in a day? Like I'm just trying to think like how many dumplings you make in a whole week. <laughs> 
<laughs> so it's a tricky one. Um, it's summertime, probably the up to uh, roughly seven to eight thousand between fifteen thousand on the summertime. Oh, a week. 15,000 a week. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> a week. And winter time, about five to 7,000 a week. Oh my gosh. So, do you like dream about like when you go to sleep, is your hand like still making the dumpling? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the beginning, yes. I have been the night of for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. oh, and all of this just like you and one other person. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, it is hard work, um, yeah. but, uh, you know, we already we doing almost four and a half years. So yeah. um, it's a get used to it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And then we know what we needed to be done. So, yeah. You know. Cool. So, yeah. Oh, that's, that's really amazing. I didn't, I thought you were going to say like, I don't know, like 800, 900. It's like 7,000. <laughs> like 7, oh my God. I know. It's a crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, I saw that you also get listed on like Food Truck Collective and Love Street Food. Yeah. So they, those guys are just amazing. You know, I've had them on the podcast as yeah. well. Yeah. Like, what do you feel about them? Like, does it help to be listed with places like that? Has it helped you get orders? Yeah, so uh, it's a big help. For the, you know, I can get in a, uh, the extra market or event from them, but also the, at the um, catering, corporate catering and all that. But okay. also I can connect with the other food vendor Yeah. to share that, you know, the information you share and help each other. It's a big help, especially Mark from um love street love food. food yeah yes. he is a great he's supportive very supportive and then he giving me advice or you know um you know and also he's an insurance broker and he's yes. taking care of my company's insurance himself you know oh, just nice. just <laughs> yeah, just let him to organize he just just get that um, you know that exact what i need yeah. yeah yeah so which is a big big help yeah oh that's lovely yeah. and yeah I've, I've had mark on the show really early on and he's just um lovely guy and i love how he's like lit down little food then he goes back to insurance then he comes back yeah. to food yeah <laughs> but you know what i really miss india mama tahina he used to be doing the mama tahina food truck yeah yeah i miss them food so much <laughs> Okay, maybe we'll, we'll send him a petition. You need to <laughs> start selling again. <laughs> yeah, it's really missing them. Yeah, mm. yeah. Well, I guess, um, like on a more serious note, you know, like this COVID situation, it's really changed the hospitality scene. Like this year, yes. markets have been closed for so long. Yeah. But has your business changed? Like, what are you doing differently to cope with this situation? Yeah, it, it was difficult, of course, financially difficult. But mm. I felt um, giving me chance to looking at, you know, looking at the, what I'm doing business and then what I can do from now on. Yeah. So uh, giving me a big chance to change direction. Yeah. As well. So uh, it's uh, it's 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 difficult time, but uh, um, I think for me myself, yeah, giving me a chance. Okay. Yeah, I agree. It gives yeah. you time because sometimes I think also when you're working in food, it's always just like the next event and the next yeah. event. You never yeah. get time to like 
think about the business yeah. and like reflect on where you want to go. And yeah. I guess this time gives you like, you know, yeah. a chance to reflect and yeah. breathe. Yeah, yeah, which is a good chance to I I got the time. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So like what are your plans for the future? Like I saw that you guys now do like more frozen gyozas and sauces. Yeah. So do you want to go more that way or do you still love doing like the live events? How do you see yourself growing? Honestly, I I can't stop going to market and event. I just too much love it. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> yeah. Good for us Cleveland people. <laughs> But also the I like to be uh, going to direction of the uh, wholesaler. Yeah. Or maybe that's the little bit of far away situation, but I like to have the franchise. Mm. Yeah, so which is I'm um, at the moment the work on the towards to that way. But still okay. I I will be going to market an event because mm. you know I can't give up that one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. Well, that's so amazing. And um, you know, I just wish you luck. I hope um your fifteen thousand dumplings becomes like fifty thousand and then you'll probably maybe you'll need one more employee at that time. Yeah, that time. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. See how it's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So before we wrap up, I have um like my favorite part of the show, which is called Fast Food Five. So I ask you like five really fast questions about food. So yeah, are you ready? I, yeah, a little bit of nervous about this one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So first question. What is your favorite like Japanese street food to have? Street food, Japanese takoyaki. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And could you tell our listeners what that is exactly for those who might not know it? So takoyaki is a it's a called English to call it octopus ball, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've had it in Hong Kong actually. Yeah. yeah it's so it's like a you know the uh, made of butter from the uh, flour and then so just an it's like a shaping ball inside yeah. a piece of octopus or something and the Japanese barbecue sauce with the mayonnaise. That's mm. what that is. Used to, I had a, a takeaway restaurant in Japan, those business. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Also used to make that in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, lovely. Yummy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So maybe that can be something else that you make for us. <laughs> <laughs> maybe after dumpling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, what is a secret ingredient or like a tip that you can share to making like great gyoza? I would say stock. Stock? Okay. Yeah. 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 Because I, uh, you know, it was, I think I learned the importance of stock when I went to Guangzhou mm-hmm. and um, they were talking to me. I went to one of the restaurants, like a really old one, and they were talking about how they have like a master stock yeah. and they just like keep adding to it. Yeah. And sometimes the stock is like, even 10 years old like because they've just kept yeah. adding to it and I thought that was amazing like yeah. you know I mean we keep talking about like oh like shelf life and this and that uh, yeah. yeah this was just amazing that they keep like adding to it and how that adds flavor to your food yeah so uh, Japanese food overall stock is a key okay yeah mm, okay well yeah. nice to know yeah all right third question what is your favorite meal to have on a Sunday on After Sun- you're done with your market. <laughs> on Sunday, I always eating sashimi fish. Like, oh. yeah, it's like light food. It's not the heavy, heavy food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, okay. And one thing that we will always find in your kitchen. Come again? Sorry. Like the one thing that we will always find in your kitchen. My kitchen. It's not a commercial kitchen. My house kitchen. Yeah, but like, is there an ingredient like that is always in your kitchen? Soy sauce. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you have like so now I have like dark soy and light soy and tamari and <laughs> so do you have a lot of sauces as well yeah, or just the yeah. one soy sauce? Japanese can't live without soy sauce, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And last question. Your favorite farmer's market to come to? Well, that's harder to pick. <laughs> honestly, I love Manga Fighter Market. The way I'm setting up is yeah. it's beautiful just on the beach side, like ocean, that's the seaside. And then, okay. I yeah. haven't been to that one. I need to go there. Oh, yeah. Because uh, my my spot of the setting up is just background is uh, just an ocean. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, and uh, early in the morning, sunrise coming up, and oh my god, so beautiful and it's so relaxing. Oh. Yeah, but Cleveland also the local people honestly so nice. They are so yeah. nice. It's so hard to pick. Oh my god! <laughs> Can okay, I? I'll let you. I'll let you have both. <laughs> okay. Oh, great. Thank you. <laughs> we, do, we don't want to upset any other people. <laughs> yeah, but uh, honestly, that's why they're that very far away from uh, uh, far away to go to every week there. Yeah. Manga Fire and Cleveland is a quite a take time to go, but never skip. I just yeah. go because you know it's when I arrive and after setting up, I just love to relax there, hanging around and talk with the people. I just love it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, we wish you all the very best of luck, and um, I hope that you get to your 50,000 dumplings very soon. Um, <laughs> you got gross? <laughs> great. Well, thank you so much, Akimi, for coming on the show and telling us about your story. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to the Kiwi Foodcast, brought to you by Podcasts New Zealand. Be sure to listen in next time for another helping of Kiwi Food Stories.